Hold on. Oh, I can't. I started. Hold Hello, and hold welcome on. to Rum Doings, Hi. the podcast for the new generation. Which generation's that? The new one. <laughs> the, new gen- the one, the generation the one born within the last week. Been born one. No, I think in the last. In that sentence. In that sentence. If you had a baby born during that sentence, this is the podcast for you. <laughs> no, it's for the baby. For, for, you. for your baby. <laughs> yes. Quickly, put on the headphones. <laughs> don't bother with. Don't bother with doing the alcohol score. Don't bother with cleaning or feeding it. Just let it listen to the Rum Doings podcast. Mm-hmm. This is an interestingly numerically peculiar podcast, John. It's episode, not episode. 99, as many people would think. <laughs> the idiots! It's in fact episode 99A. A. 99A. Why? Well, because uh, for a while... We were arch and silly in our youthful days. In our exuberance. In our salad days. In our exuberance. We uh, were having we specials yes. on the round numbers. Um, and then by episode 30, where we had our last special... Mm. Um, we thought this was going to keep going. So we didn't do an episode 40, because we thought we were having... We, a special we, coming. We go back in time and fill that episode with something delicious. And then by episode 50, did. that still hadn't happened. And by episode 60, it still hadn't happened. So we missed out three episodes. Um, and then we did episode 63 with Ben Goldacre, which we called episodes 40, 50, 60, and 63. But no, so very special was it? That. But it doesn't. What it means is we aren't really on episode 90, 99. We are actually on episode 95. Yes. But we've already called an episode that, so we're just going with 99A through D. And then we shall reach we'll the magical 100. And we all know that 100 is the most magical number that there that is. There is. <laughs> That's right, apart from 1,000, which is slightly more magical. Uh, and one. Norm MacDonald tweeted yesterday, uh, a week ago yesterday, I don't know anymore, saying, um, I already said on Twitter that we were recording a couple today, um, mm. uh, said that maybe the man's just ran out of calendar paper. Hmm. Which I thought was a nice, a nice explanation. Or rocks, more likely. Could be. Yeah. Um, can I have some rum, please? No. Because this is rum doings. No. Okay, well, give me the bottle and I'll just look at it then. Okay. We've got, this is your lovely rum that you left here about a month ago. Yeah, I noticed you haven't drunk any. I know, but I haven't been meaning to, and it's the thought that counts. This is... Good uh, heavens, Coxall had quite a bit of it, didn't he, in the end? Oh, he was swinging from the bottle. He's out of He's got a problem, that boy. He does. Ever since he joined the Conservatives, I've noticed. <laughs> he's been kicked out of the Conservatives, do you remember? He's not been allowed back in. Don't you remember? He, um, sorry, I was a bit too busy fetishising. Yeah. No, I didn't follow up on this. And I when he, after he punched John Prescott, he was kicked. Face. There, he was k- kicked out of the Tory. Was party. he? Yes, and he's not been invited back yet. How? But I, but I thought the Tory party was primarily made of thugs. Yeah, but you've got <laughs> the thugs have to be wearing a bow tie and be prepared to pay for the damage in the restaurant. Oh, I see. Yeah. Slightly different. <laughs> it smells so rummy. Rum. It's such rum. Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. Do rest remind people what it's it is so again. It's so smooth. Because um, the, pr- my, the label does my, look like it's printed my, my sister-in-law um, bought this for me and she was worried that... It, sorry, not my sister-in-law. Santa Claus. Oh. In a secret Santa and I'll never know who it was. Okay, good. Bought it for me. Good. And it's um, Royal Sovereign Rum. Royal Sovereign Rum from the Collingwood 2010 Festival. And you know what Santa Claus got her? I heard. Yes, what did he get her? Santa Claus got her... A, a half an hour or an hour's flying lesson. Oh, how splendid. What a generous Father Christmas. She wasn't happy about that because she doesn't like flying in schedule. So she's not going to do it. She just, she did it to be, to be yeah, a who dick. Did, did, who, who did it? Father Santa Christmas was just being a dick. No. That was the motivation behind no, that. Apparently Father Christmas thought that um, it would be a nice way of becoming involved in the flying okay. so that you have control rather than just mm-hmm. being a passenger, which is, I think, what people are often scared of. Right. Whereas if you've 
had a tug at the yoke, I think you probably feel a little bit Always more... calms me down before a flight. <laughs> What's the topic? <laughs> the topic is, is it not about time? <laughs> you're, you're laughing, you're actually laughing. You never no, laugh I'm at anything, I have. Oh, sh- yeah, so that seems so. Um, the topic is, isn't it a type about time we, we abandoned the TV licence and reintroduced the dog licence? So, yeah, uh, I asked people on Twitter for some suggestions of things to talk about. What do you think you are? No, that's for advice. I don't want to giving people advice. We must make sure we don't give anybody any advice. I want to be stepping on their patterns. We should present... More problems for people. Mm. That should be the purpose pur- pur- mm. of our podcast. We should ask people to give us advice. That's a good idea. Yes, <laughs> we much we have absolutely no idea about these things. Can you advise us? Right. So, someone asked us to talk about actor soap peeper. No. But uh, it's been done. Done. Passed. All done. Um, I will tell you, I will tell you one thing about actor soap. I thought you would. That's absolutely nothing to do with actor soap and people, but is to do with my preparing my talks, which did oh, yes. concern those to a mm-hmm. small degree. And that was, um, I needed to do some slides. I never do slides, but apparently they were wanted, so I did right. some. And I thought, where, I, I was in New York, I'd, it, it, you know, I'd arrived the day before, and the next day we were going to start doing the talks. So I had a day mm-hmm. free. And I had my laptop, and where did I go to do, to prepare my slides, to sit down, where I could concentrate, just get, get on with the work? I would have thought a nice coffee shop. No, no. Oh, the library. The, the library, yes, the New York Public Library, mm-hmm. the, the big one. And uh, sitting in there, and there's a huge Beaux Arts vaulted ceiling, and the um, amazing huge windows. It was a blue sky that day, and you saw the skyscrapers through there. And in the reading room, and each, and they, they had free Wi-Fi in there, mm-hmm. and um, place to plug in the laptop, and it was quite quiet. And I got such a lot of work done, and I'd forgotten that 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 you can get work done in such environments. You mm. have forgot about such environments. I would recommend it if you are in a town that has a good quality old public library that doesn't look like a prefabricated shack but actually honours the pursuits of intellect with architecture that's commensurate with that, I would suggest going there. The reading room in the British Library is probably good, mm-hmm. but the old one was better, the Rotunda. Talking the of New which... York Public Library is excellent. So if you're in New York, go to the New York Public Library and... Take a day off your holiday to do some work there, and you'll enjoy talking, it. Talking of the British Library reading room, mm-hmm. when was the last time you thought about the projects of Richard Herring or Andrew Collings? I saw, the other day, I saw in my list of podcasts, mm-hmm. the smelly skeleton of their podcast. Mm-hmm. And I pressed refresh to see if there was anything there. Yeah. There wasn't, and I deleted them. They're now not even yeah. listed as a title. I have absolutely no idea no. whether Andrew Collins is still on Six Music or not. I have no idea whether Richard Herring is doing a new comedy yep. program or not. And that's about it. Isn't that interesting? I've, I've... Others as well. My brother as well is not interested, not going to see any of his things, etc. Yep. And I, uh, I enjoyed that podcast very much. And as a result of it, saw the, we saw the, I saw the podcast live with Laura. I went to see Richard Herring. Um, and, you know, I took a keen I interest in what they well. were doing yes. as a result of all this. I even and got his CD. Yeah. And now they've stopped doing that. And I've not purposefully, not, no, a, no. not as a result of it stopping, just as, as a reaction. It's just... Well, I think, Andrew off Collins, my I think Andrew Collins made a very big mistake. He did. An egotistical mistake mm-hmm. in rejecting it. Because I think he thought, well, I've made it now. I'm on the radio. That's it. Yeah. But actually... Well, their podcast had more listeners to than the Radio 6 Music programme. The Laura Padon 
Radio 6 on Saturday, and at the time he should have been on with Josie Long, and it was Richard Bacon, so I don't know whether that was a... I don't know. I, absolutely, I don't even know if... He, no. I, I, frankly, and I'm not even being satisfied, so I don't even know if he's still alive or not. Yeah, exactly, that that's the thing, yeah. They just completely vanished from my view and so my radar. shows you, if we stop doing Ron Dunes, the you world. will vanish from everybody else's view. No one will care about us or anything we no. do. And, you know, rock, paper, shotgun will be finished. That's it, we're gone. Let's have another... Heavily reliant on this. And let's have another little tweeter. Um... Oh, we are. The, oh, the reason we're drinking rum today, by the way, is because we realise it's dangerous. Oh not yes, to. very dangerous not to. You had an anecdote. I went. To, I saw an attended a talk. I don't think rum is actually. I don't know if spirits are counted amongst oh, this. No, but, they are. I don't. Oh, well, know someone that asked, and he said that probably it they are. Be any difference? Well, I, no, they are. And in fact, I think a lot of the mystique about wine was hmm. the Reservera role or whatever it's called has been debunked recently. Right, so I think yeah. it is actually just the. Alcohol. So it was a it was a talk by um, a heart research a guy who does research into heart disease. Mm. And um, he was he was de- demonstrating that uh, to not drink alcohol at all is so a teetotaler. A teetotaler is at a higher risk of a heart disease than someone who drinks. Yeah, um, which we a, knew. You know, everybody said yeah. have a few drinks every day. Well, not a few drinks. Everyone said have every a, a minute. <laughs> Just constantly imbibe <laughs> nonstop all day long. Yeah, put an alcohol um, drip. intravenous drip of, yeah. of alcohol, and so. He's, but so if you have a glass or two of wine a day, your this graph showed your chances of heart disease dramatically dropping. Well, let's make up a figure. Let's say by 20%, even if by, it's not. But yeah, let's just okay. say 20% because so it's easier to illustrate sure. when, than putting fingers in an air on a podcast. That's a good point. 20%. Um, it may well not be 20%. It, it could probably be 116%. But we'll say 20%. Sure. Um, and he then said, but... The, then, then the common perception is that then you start drinking too much, it gets worse again. But actually, so you, let's say you drink a bit too much, but you're not quite an alcoholic, it might only then be ten percent. The, the, and then you the five percent, you think, ah, oh, it's about to overtake mm-hmm. the teetotalers and get even worse. But you can't. No matter how much you drink, you cannot be any worse than for heart disease than someone yeah. who doesn't drink. Of course, at all. for liver failure and exactly, all the rest yes. of it. And, and for destroying your family yeah. and your relationships yeah. and your and your job and your happiness. Yeah. Um, but yes, you cannot cause more heart disease through overconsumption of alcohol. In fact, you can you can only make it better by drinking. You know what else you uh, and this this so this is medicinal. This researcher was also an old school researcher, so he wouldn't have known this. But did you know um, the recent Cochrane report has shown that another thing that you cannot increase your likelihood of getting heart disease by doing. No, eating saturated fats. Eat as much as you want. You won't. You won't get any more likely to have heart disease. Exciting. So, get your. I love that you judge this person. You don't know anything about. No, they. The um, it's funny. It's so, it, the research and the meta analyses are so new and so radical compared to what Ansel Key says. I will be prepared to bet that unless he's one of the very new generation, he probably will well, still be. He'll still be fairly trad, uh, common sensey sort of chap. I'm not sure. By he, he certainly wasn't that I mean, sort. By the fact, age. That, the fact that he talked about alcohol in that way, which again, some people would sniff at. So mm-hmm. you shouldn't say that, even if it's true. Maybe he wouldn't just give the pat answers to. He, I don't think he would. No, I don't know much about this guy, but yeah. he was older. I mean, he looked like he was in his fifties. Um, however, he was referring to someone asked the question. And he referred to a paper that had been published that morning. So I would say he was quite up on reading mm. the latest research. Yes, mm. it's got another one of those tonight. Another science talk. Well done. This one is about using your body as a Wi-Fi. Less interesting. I Why would I want to use my body as a Wi-Fi? Well, it's, it's that's a kind of cover topic title for for. Um, Body augmentation with technology and, and oh no, I hate that. that. It's that man who thinks he's a robot at some mildly provincial university because he put an RFID chip no, on his arm. It's not you know that all. man who the register used to I don't know that man. No, Warwick something. Well, it's or, not him. Awful man. <laughs> yes. No, I wish not to turn to this nonsense. <laughs> you don't want to become a robot. No, I don't wish to become a robot. I will always be a human. 
Wind up Harlequin. Wind up Harlequin. I'm reading this. You know, it's one word. Wind up Harley Quinn. Oh, before you, your your illiteracy there reminded me of Adam and Joe talking about podcast people. Oh yes. Um, The latest announcement is there is no plan for any further series. Hmm. And apparently. I almost read there's a small... I think there might be a tinge of bad blood between the two of them now. Are you, is that your imagination? No, well, there were some fan forum talking about and saying, oh, well, I don't think Joe... I don't think Adam should have taken it that badly. And I don't know what it that, the, okay. that badly was. And I wasn't that interested. I just wanted to see whether they were coming mm-hmm. back. And, and then another one said, yeah, it looks like however hard we might wish, I think we're not going to see them together again. So I don't know. That would be sad. I mean, that, but then again, it was pretty predictable. I mean, he is now a very successful um, director of films. Indeed. And they were together for over 20 years. Mm. They did a good comedy comedy mm. run. Still, it would be, it's sad. Even though it would be nice to have them back. It's it? always enjoyable to listen to. Not always, but sometimes. Most, I say always. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Uh, so Wind Up Harlequin asks, What happens when the current generation accustomed to illegal downloading is in the position to shape copyright legislation? Um... Yeah. Oh, come on, this is the more interesting. No, I, I actually, nice. I know, I actually genuinely don't know because you expect that people will allow their current behaviours and expectations to influence them as they become increasingly old and corrupt. Mm-hmm. Look at, look at the um, who, who's currently in charge of drugs policy, John. I have no idea. This current failed war on drugs. It's the baby boomer generation, the flower okay. power hippie generation who yes. spent their whole lives taking drugs. So. If anything, this current generation will be the most reactionary, terrible <laughs> copyright promoters when they grow older. So you, that's why you can't predict what they're going to do. And they might have a complete overreaction the other way when they suddenly feel threatened. I don't know. It could go either way to use a very banal but sadly yes, true I mean, I have, no, I have no insight on this whatsoever. Um, I would hope... You know, we, we, there's what we could hope for and one would hope that they would be sensible and realise mm-hmm. that a shared culture is the default, as it always was. Mm-hmm. Can we guarantee that? Not while there's still a large amount of money sloshing about in those industries who are there mm-hmm. to prevent people thinking that sharing is good. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And how long that sloshes about, who knows. I like the second question from Wanda Balaguin. He says, also, would it be more humane to keep a robot pet that had the same cognitive capacity as a real animal? The same cognitive capacity? Well, if it's got the same cognitive capacity, but it then, asks, it, then it wouldn't be, no, because it would be identical. But it begs the question whether keeping a pet is... is Wrong or not? No, but no. He just asked whether it would be the same. It doesn't say whether it would be wrong. But read it again. Believe read it, it again. That's why I say I believe it. Begs Jonathan, the question. I was using it. the phrase correctly. Jonathan, read the question. Read the question. I shall read it. He says, I don't think there's any it begging more, going on Would it be more? Unlike your bloody cat, it was begging constantly. Would it would be more? more humane to uh-huh. keep a robot pet, which implies there is inhumane to keep a regular pet. No, it's just saying would it be more humane? It might be very humane as compared to just humane. I think you can agree that that is no. He's just asking the degrees, the degrees of humanity. Even if you know, I'm not even being archer. It's just I saying, think you are. You, being no, you might say, well, actually, there are issues of keeping a pet. It's not the worst thing in the world, but actually, would it be even better? Would it, there be no problems at all if you kept a robot? Would you want a robot pet instead of a regular real cat? Well, what if it had the exact same cognitive abilities? I mean, to be honest, a robot to have the cogni- cognitive abilities of Dexter would have to be ZX80 or something. <laughs> but, um, uh, but the problem is you would know that, that Dexter, Dexter does show affection. But what um, if the robot shows affection? Because you know it was programmed. You know it as was, opposed to the, the, a thing that was born and grew and developed affection. That that that, that was programmed by evolution to show affection. But it's it's a totally different form of programming. Would you would you be happy to be married to a robot? So it's long term versus. You don't even short want to term. be a robot. We've established long term versus short term programming. No, you're you're. 
they said identical cognitive abilities. That means it thinks, mm -hmm. it feels, and it experiences the world identically to the yes. way that Dexter does. Okay, so if... Uh, There's no difference. It, okay. If they swap bodies, they wouldn't know that they'd swap bodies. I agree. So therefore, would you be just as comfortable knowing if Victoria were a robot with exactly the same thoughts, feelings... Empathy, so on, as, as your current. No, because we've evolved to. I'm interested why you're suddenly. No, because your mind because we've evolved to want to associate with people of our of our species in order to propagate our. Well, what's species. the difference? They're identical. They swap the bodies. They wouldn't be able to tell. No, we want to propagate our own species, and that requires metal. Doesn't work with that regard. It should be too cold as well. But you've already... going, clang, clang, clang. You know, there'd be issues. <laughs> no. But then, so where the cat would go clang, clang, clang when you gave it a cuddle? <laughs> no, but let's say the cat's made of a special rubber. Okay, and so is the, so is the Robo Victoria. <laughs> what about Robo Laura? Robo Laura sounds great. Especially like if you can get an upgrade not to hide <laughs> <laughs> You just quit Ctrl Z. <laughs> <laughs> and you retrieve all your stuff again. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> oh, I'm hiding away all your stuff. I am returning all your stuff to the positions I found them. <laughs> there are too many problems with this question because when you think of a robot, you can't think of. But there would be an identical carbon copy eventually, a robot. I mean, what if? I would hear more of your Robo Birmingham voice. What if? What if a robot? You see, it depends how far you go in describing something a robot right. if it were a perfectly nano-constructed carbon copy of a person down to the last atom then it's more of a clone than a robot well, now you're yes you're now into so at, purely philosophical so at what point is it a robot you know does it have to have right. clanging metal bits yes. I don't know <laughs> have, it makes a buzzing sound and its <laughs> eyes whir around in circles yes but so what about the robot would you be happy if Victoria were replaced by an identical clone of Victoria well, I wouldn't know, would I? But you've been told. And you have incontrovertible evidence. I think you'd be unhappy about that in as much as you would worry about what happened to the original, wouldn't mm. you? Now, if somebody said, I've killed Laura, but he has a perfect replica, I mean, you would worry about that. You wouldn't care if you didn't know. No, talk uh, And talk. to pretend that you would. Uh, mm -hmm. No, you wouldn't. So exactly, so should you? Should you not just intellectually override any concerns for the... How do you know it hasn't happened? Maybe a new Laura is manufactured for you every morning. <laughs> My goodness, maybe... <laughs> You, she says she goes to work, but you know, she actually, she, and she knows she knows that she wakes up in this lab. That's right. I just had, I just, had, <laughs> I just had my afternoon nap again, and I woke up in the lab. <laughs> they say I'm doing an important science experiment with pigs. <laughs> no, that's just where we get the bioculture from. <laughs> so you never know, and you know, if you thought that every morning you're getting a new Laura, that would be fine. But that would be if 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 you'd found out. Actually, this is the interesting thing. If you'd found out that that's the way it had been from the beginning, mm -hmm. then I think you'd just have to accept it. <laughs> yes. Or would you try and keep the old Laura? You'd love the old, you wouldn't allow her to go back to the lab. To be, I would. I would then, to be destroyed. And, and then, then we'd have to escape from the government in a series of well, what, 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 what if she suddenly started decomposing after a day and falling apart? And that's the thing. You realize she was only made to last for 20 minutes. That would be the lesson I've learned. And then the credits would roll. Yes. There you go. No. <laughs> like cling to a falling apart body. <laughs> I will love every bit of why, it. Why, God, why? Credits. Yeah. Okay. I think we've solved just that me. problem. Just, just closes the camera. Just go, the picture goes black on me. Just dry humping a <laughs> metal body. But then no. But as it's you know, suddenly as you move your arm, uh, your own arm goes. <laughs> that's right. And you look confused. <gasps> and what? The smoke comes out of your ear, and that's it. Philip K. Dick walks on the camera, winks at the, <laughs> winks at the screen, and walks off. Again. And as he winks, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. 
Uh, That's what happens. And then everyone watching it emits a red smell. Someone says talk about politics and such like. We already have. What's your favourite politics? My favourite politics Uh is the politics of envy. Is it? Because without the politics of envy, how would there ever be any progress? Because the whole point about envy is you, you want something that somebody else has. And so you fight to get it, or to create it, or to innovate it, or to do one better. And that's how we get things like wheels and antibiotics. So can we have an international campaign to stop people from saying jealousy when they mean envy? Yes. Thank you. Um, uh, uh, well, Huffman will be happy about that if he listens, but he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen, apart from when he does, to, in order to complain yes. that he did. Yes. You're, you, are, you are jealous with your own wife, but envious of other... Th- exactly. Right. Exactly. Next, please. Um, those darn video games defiling our children's innocent minds, says mm-hmm. Matt Girdler. Yeah. Do you, uh, does your latest statistics show that children's innocent minds are being defiled, as no. the lady says, or is, is it still fairly... The most st- sturdy evidence I've seen shows that violent video games cause a very short-term um, dampening of your reaction to violence. But is that is that any more than any other enactment of or participating in pseudo violence? I don't have any yeah. evidence. Cowboys and Indians, or violent yeah. films, or Obvi- or children wrestling with one another. Is there any? It would be interesting or, or to little girls pulling their pigtails. Does it? Does it? Yes. It would be interesting to go back and look at some of the thought, data. Some I would have more sensible data the, from the, the video nasties years. The very definition of catharsis is that any aspect of violence that you um, participate in in a cultural sort of way, mm-hmm. sort of dampening for a little while. That is what catharsis is. It's a kind of a yeah. draining of your reaction to violence. The effect is, the way I heard the effect described is, if you're walking down a corridor and someone bumps into you... Um, You'll kill them and to all not, their family. To, to not... After to, playing Pac-Man, if you if you're the, if you're a calm person who hasn't been playing violent, violent video games, you'll react you a big in an apologetic way. Mm. Whereas if you have been playing intense amounts of violent video games within the last two weeks, or you, drive you will a BMW. take it as a hostile act. So you'll react. You will perceive. Or you drive a BMW. To be that's fair, true. I mean, there are other yes. aspects. Yeah, of, of course, it. you will. But you will perceive others' actions as more hostile as a result. But it's a very it's a short term effect, and after a week of not playing the games, the effect is gone completely. Mm. Um, One wonders where I, I find it difficult to believe that this would be something very specific that we've just discovered in video games. Yes, like this, it must have something more to do with. But it's arguable you can have mu- it's much easier to have a long term access to continual violence via video well, games. Well, I would say ban them all, ban them all, ban them all. Ban okay, all video games. that's done then. That's their ban. So no more games. Can I have a job? No. Oh, but you can make flowers instead. Okay. Flower. Look at all these little things you've got on your table with that's the little true. pine cones and flowers and berries with a candle in the middle of them. You made those, didn't you? Friend of rum doing Steve's wife made those. Oh, really? Yep. All oh, right. Not you, then. No, not me. Not Laura. Nope, not Laura. She hasn't got that, that programming patch yet. <laughs> no, that's right. She hasn't been updated to do flowers. Nope. Fair enough. I should say that it was Jusut Twit who said that we should talk about politics. And we did. Good. We did. Um, your wife wants us to talk about breastfeeding and kids' TV. There I've never any. seen any breastfeeding there isn't on any. And there's no breastfeeding on CBeebies ever. There was, I'm sure I once saw a bottle, but I don't ever seen, think I've seen breastfeeding. And it would be interesting if you had any breastfeeding on kids' TV, because this is something that these kids will see, but they will never see it on television, because it's mm. disgusting. Well, it's the, it's the issue of showing... We're not allowed to show boobies before 9 o'clock, right? So... Not even doing. Are you, well, yes, are I'm you, sure are you, you are. Not to show breastfeeding before nine. That's I'm sure you are. And I'm. And well, I remember when I was a kid. I remember watching a program with Dennis Waterman called Stay Lucky, mm-hmm. and it was on ITV at eight thirty. And it had a scene in which all these topless girls were stood around uh, some farm machinery for a photo shoot. 
and you could see all their boobies, and it was the most exciting thing I'd ever mm. witnessed with my well, eyes. That won't be allowed now. And it was on a half past eight. Mm. The same watershed was in place. Mm. It always surprises me how much more puritanical we've become. Mm. You always think that we're much more liberal no, now, no. but no not, way in, in the eighties. Boobs and swearing were everywhere in the 80s. Yes, I, I, I don't think you would show breastfeeding. On Can you imagine 80s Grange Hill being shown on children's television no, now? No, it wouldn't be allowed. would not be allowed. No. Um, because we have, we've business. become much more conservative in our in our. Yes, I'm also scared. We're scared. Mm-hmm. We're very, very, very scared. And also the broadcasters are scared of the press. Yes, very scared. Actually... We're all scared. We're all little timorous, little mm-hmm. tiny little dormice. Apparently know. Sherlock had some... I haven't seen the second two episodes of the second series of Sherlock yet, because Laura and I are working our way through them. Mm. She hasn't seen the first series. Shall I give you some spoilers? Um, no, please don't. And uh, Because I probably already know them from having mm. knowing all the original stories, but Laura doesn't, and other people listening don't want to have spoilers if they haven't watched. But... How does the end of the... Uh, tell me the end of the Sherlock, then. Well... Which is based on the Reichenbach Falls. Because that's what well, it's, so it's, yes, but How does it end? Well, I would imagine it ends with him tumbling off the waterfall with Moriarty in his arms. I would assume if it's going to match the books. The stories, even. The... And then, but then, how can there be a new series? Because, well, what they should then do is <laughs> wait eight years and then do Hound of the Baskervilles. But they did that before. Mm. Doyle waited eight years after writing Reichenbach and then did and then Hound of the Baskervilles to pay for his house. Yeah. Um, because he hated Holmes. But couldn't make money with it. Not everything else he'd written since. You've seen Hound of the Baskervilles episode? No, I haven't seen it yet. We've watched the first one, but we haven't seen those two yet. Right, good. Um, What you were saying. My goodness, that first episode was good. Stephen Moffat is very clever. It's not Stephen Moffat who wrote it. But he wrote wrote the first one of the the second series. No, I thought the script was written by Mark Gatiss. No, no, he wrote... uh, I think he writes writes the third episode of the series. But the second second series, the first episode was by Moffat, as of the first Mm. series. And it was just blisteringly good. So much subjunctive abuse. But and accused of he's illiterate, but he writes a good script. <laughs> but it was unfortunate because he had. Yeah, well, exactly. You think you'd be very hands. careful with that sort of thing, wouldn't you? You don't have Holmes smugly correcting grammar and then make great big faux pas. Yeah, almost constantly. ten minutes later. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you were saying. What was I saying? About you were it? saying. Um, I don't know because I haven't seen them yet, but. Uh, the in these two episodes of Holmes. Oh, there were apparently uh, there was nudity in them. Um, and the Daily Mail became lady nudity I think so and the Daily Mail was so livid with this it printed full size coloured pictures of it I don't remember there being um, a specific amount of this ladies is what I I there were some ladies Stephen Moffat was tweeting about there it there were lesbian ladies in the market dear me to a degree but certainly well there was I was very surprised by the reaction because um, I've just, only just caught up on this having finally watched the episode uh, the um, Guardian's Feminist Brigade mm-hmm. and as you know we're not anti-feminist we hate fem- we hate all the feminists they should we be just hate the females which yeah, is exactly. different we love feminists but, but the Guardian's understanding of feminism is perhaps not my understanding of feminism it seems to have drifted off into a quite a garish, uh, garish place and a peculiarly self-obsessed place mm-hmm. that doesn't do anybody any good mm-hmm. yeah. and so there was a massive campaign against the presentation of Irene Adler and my only offence to her was that she was British not American mm-hmm. why, why recast her as British that made no sense isn't that weird though Usually you say, why was she recast as an American? <laughs> yes. It just seems such an odd thing no, to the problem change was, her nationality. The problem was, I mean, he sort of rescued. They said, oh, she in the books, she got one better on him. But in as this, she does in the TV show. Yeah, but they said, no, it looked like she was sort of dependent on him in the end, blah, blah, blah. But, I just know. don't agree. She, no, I disagree she, as well. She absolutely one-upped him. And then in the in the stories, Holmes helps. She beats Holmes, yeah, and yeah. Holmes helps her later Yeah, exactly. And also, respect. And frankly, exactly frankly also, I don't care. Never mind that the books were written in the 19th century. No, but also, I don't care. Um... If she had been a helpless maiden mm-hmm. in this, I wouldn't have cared because, you know, we've 
got fiction can do what the hell it wants and not every bit of fiction has to be a perfect example you see girls you can be powerful no sometimes it's just a story and we're allowed to tell stories that don't necessarily reflect our perfect hope for all sexual politics you know that's the way it happens that's that's what annoyed me more than anything else Uh I, I said if you're arguing about whether she was presented as the perfect female example then you're missing the point about mm-hmm. what you should be arguing about in a piece of fiction, which was, was it an enjoyable story or wasn't it? That's all you can argue about in fiction. And if you're arguing about anything else, you're close to being a crypto-fascist or a socialist realist who believes that all art is there to fulfil a very specific, banal, political, propagandist purpose, which I don't believe it does. So The only thing I didn't like about on, the, on, the, on that particular side of it was... What the password was for the mobile phone? Well, that was ridiculous. That was ludicrous yes. nonsense. It was also, a it's horrible writing. Credibility it was terrible writing. Mm-hmm. It was as clunky as anything. There have been about four or five of these clunky, nonsensical, ridiculous things. Usually to do when when these poor idiot males and they are males mm-hmm. who are scared of computers have to write something about computers, and then it all goes terribly wrong. But it was such a shame that it was. Um, but it also it just it messed up this idea that. I like the idea that I re- that I, Adler was in was unha- couldn't help but be attracted to Holmes because mm. I think that was implicit yes. in the original stories too, and I think that's great yes, that's that, that she's his only weakness because mm. and in fact if anyone and the other way round if anyone should be offended it's Guy Ritchie's presentation of Adler who com- he completely wasted her in the second mm. film absolutely not, pointless I've not she seen was it. oh it, it's, it's he just completely wastes her being there at all mm. um, and and doesn't have her outwit Holmes whatsoever mm. which is incredibly eh, to a Somewhat, but not in an interesting way. And mm. I love those movies. I think they're brilliant schlock nonsense. They're such mm. fun to watch. But um, yeah, I think you completely waste Adler. But yes, the, the password for the mobile phone just implied her being stupid, which that, that yeah. was it. That was my problem. Not that she was behoven to Holmes, but that she was just an idiot. Yeah, yeah I, I, all of these computer moments have been bad. I wish they just wouldn't have them. Meant, but anyway. All the computer moments mm-hmm. have been terrible, which is sad. Because but, yeah, but it's like it does spoil things. Terribly. But here's the thing: it's like watching a medical drama with a nurse. Never do it because all they do is go. You don't hold that syringe like that. So at the same time, when it comes to computer stuff, I, I just people... allow it the same. No, I don't. Same... I think people should exactly try because you work in computers. People should try harder so... in all respects. Absolutely, they should. But just when you're when you it's always scientific respects where they're not. They know they wouldn't dare to sort of quote Shakespeare incorrectly. Would they all get the subjunctive wrong? <laughs> Um, your wife also suggests games played at petrol pumps I don't really have any apart from getting it on the round well I think that is the game which is what I like about that game is the longer I live the harder that game gets to play it's so you kind of increasingly you, you, yeah, the difficulty exactly. curve is absolutely perfect and you know when you miss it then you have to get the next special number no because if your tank's pretty too, too full to get there no no but like no I you just, can always squeeze a bit more I out just, John I, and with your petrol I just admit defeat if I go no, to like no. Ten pounds like if, it's, I'm like done. if it's 30 pound 30 zero zero mm-hmm. and then it goes 30 zero to, oh, and then I will make sure I'll, I'll push it to thirty, at least thirty oh three or thirty thirty or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. I, I want a nice. That's interesting. Number. No, I, I, I just admit defeat. I just go. I've lost this round. Uh, or three two one zero or something. Okay, because yeah. no. that's another game. Another two pound tens worth. It might be a bit more difficult, but, mm. but yeah, that's that's a, that, that's. I like that. That the difficulty curve on that game is perfect. I realise anybody. It's a bit unfair for people starting playing it now. Yeah, I would suggest. Anybody who has not thought of playing this game mm-hmm. or doesn't play this game, I think in some very profound way, I wouldn't trust their humanity. Interesting. You know, can you imagine if you met somebody who said it never occurred to Oh, you just squeeze and fill and they don't care. And when, off, when it yes. clicks, that's it. Mm-hmm. I think, wow, you don't have any of the no. aesthetic pattern matching recognition. You don't Something have, wrong with so, them. 
They should probably go. On I mean, I'm saying you know, I'm saying this ha ha podcasty sort of way, but actually, I would, I would, I would wonder about their sensibilities. Why had that never occurred to you? Because it's a thing you do frequently, assuming that they were somebody who filled up petrol and had never thought of this. Well, you need to go to mental hospital. That's fair enough. I think they should just be put on a list. And when they move into a new neighbourhood, they should have to introduce themselves to the neighbours. And be given scones. And that sort of I think thing. there's probably a correlation between needing probably, scones I would have thought so. I would have thought and, so. and not playing the petrol pump game. Pity, since they removed the lead from petrol, never did smell quite as nice, but there we are. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Next question. Uh, Mike McQuaid, nay okay. Arthur, we know says... Uh, he's sent lots of questions. So I'm to pick one. What are your thoughts on the recent development on Scottish independence referendum and how the rest of the UK might be affected? I just think it's petty rubbish, as you know. I'm not prepared to discuss petty rubbish. No, not even going to tolerate. Even though it's happening, you're not going to discuss it. Well, they, the Scots will not vote for it if they. I don't know whether they've been given the third option yet of Dev Max. If they have been given Dev Max, I'll ask for that. Mm-hmm. If they haven't been given DevMax, they will reject um, re- uh, independence, and it'll be it. It'll be done. Mm-hmm. What happened to Mr. Salmond at that point? Um, if the DevMax option is there, he will claim that it's a stepwise victory. Okay. Uh, which is that's what he wants. Salmond wants DevMax. Salmond does not want independence. He will because that would be chaotic and terrible for him at the moment. And more importantly, he won't get it. Right. Whereas if he gets Dev Max on, he's pretending, oh, do I want it on the list? Or Yeah, you do. Um, and if he gets Dev Max and say, you see, we've got... He'll have his cake and he'll be eating it because he'll effectively have complete power in Scotland. Mm-hmm. But he'll also have all our money. Yeah, all my money? Mm-hmm. I didn't know about this. Yeah, well... Well, disproportionate what? amount of your money compared to... I'm going to take uh, I love the, the way, I love the way that McQuaid and other people try and spin this, but actually, every which way you look at it, um, the average Scot receives far more per capita of taxpayer spending than any other region in the United Kingdom. So Is that necessarily bad? It's not necessarily bad, but if you're going to be becoming independent, mm-hmm. you need to be considering where you're going to be getting that cash from. Right. And it's not going to come from the Magic Ferry. And it's not even, even if you were given all of North Sea oil, it's not going to come from there because that's a massively depleting resource. So unless you're going to be producing a huge amount of shortbread and an extraordinary number of haggises, you're going to be in trouble. I think you have been too quick to dismiss the Magic Ferry. Well, it is true, yes. That's the, my concern. Or the Magic Ferry. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that your Scottish accent? No, that was my, because um, you mentioned him earlier. Oh, your Richard Herring Scottish accent. my Richard Herring trying to do a Scottish accent, but not really trying Scottish Scottish accent. Fackel asks, mm-hmm. what is the best academic discipline? Philosophy. Why? Because it trumps all others. It was, the, it was the first academic discipline to start with. Mm-hmm. And it's a meta-discipline that allows you to ask the proper questions that lead you to all the other academic disciplines. So that's what's the best one. Okay. And who would win in an old-fashioned f- round of fisticuffs? Which one of the academic disciplines would win in an old-fashioned round about, of fisticuffs? We're talking about the disciplines. Mm-hmm. Can a discipline have yes. a fist fight? Yes. Well, obviously, it would be um, sports science. <laughs> That's <is> fair. <laughs> That's fair to debate. Or, or, or mechanics. So is <laughs> either sports science or mechanics. Okay. So now you say philosophy is best because it leads to others, but it does it, is it philosophy? I, I want to ask this question without sounding like a moron. Mm. Um, Good luck. Oh. Um, but Racist. Is it, the least, is it not the least practical? I recognise that philosophy, the the, the, vitali- the vital role it plays, but... You're right, it's almost impossible to ask such a question without sounding like a moron, and indeed you failed. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move to the next 
I just wonder whether it's, it's, it's necessary but not necessarily best. Golf course management is very practical. That's true. It's very useful. Yeah, very useful. That's what we want from education. You and Don Foster. It's a thing to teach people how to make their widgets. <laughs> no, I'm a huge advocate of philosophy. It's, and, a widget, and, and, it's, a, it's widget training. That's I massively what. lament that no one ever even attempted or offered to teach me philosophy it's in widget, all 18 years of my education. It's, it's widget training. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so uh, and you think it's, philosophy is not one. I mean, you can do philosophy of science, you can do logic. So it's, it is a huge gamut of things, but effectively it's the meta layer on top of everything else that keeps them honest. I right, think. okay. And that's what I like about it. And it's very easy to lead it. It's, it's the map that can lead you to any other path you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so philosophy could lead you to an interest in language or literature or it could lead you to an interest in string theory um, right. it can lead you to either place so that's why no, that's I good good argument yep. see I was only trying to get a better argument out of you no but talking about practical with you. who cares about no 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 that's exactly how good you are at flipping burgers afterwards is not I'm just saying I want my burgers flipped okay and well, I don't, well someone... that's what most philosophy graduates do <laughs> <laughs> I think this episode has been written by Richard <laughs> Curtis yes <laughs> um, Adam Dawes wants to know whatever did happen to the uh, caterpillar who went to when he went to the moon. What did the caterpillar say when he went to the moon? What did the caterpillar we asked say when, during our Duke phase? Somebody, somebody gave a response, but none of them were particularly good enough, were they? A caterpillar actually replied. Oh really? Like, what, what did the caterpillar said, say? I said, "What the frick?" I was told this was made of cheese and was pretty knobbed off, to be honest. But it's actually a caterpillar who's replied. It's not a joke. It's just that's what a caterpillar said. But caterpillars, caterpillar, that would work if it were, why, what did the mouse say when he went to the moon? Because mice are renowned for liking cheese, even if they don't in particular. But a caterpillars, they don't like cheese. So, or, maybe he's just a big fan of large volumes of cheese. But cat, but yeah, but cat, it's this caterpillar. I think you're being very racist. Individual caterpillars. Yes. Maybe it's a, a robot caterpillar. Mm. Um... Uh, he also informs us that his favourite rum doing subjects are punctuation mm-hmm. and grammar, TV programmes, but not neighbours, mm-hmm. and retro computers. Well, we've talked about retro, talked about computers, retro computers recently. We talk, Last we talk, week, yes. And we talked about punctuation and grammar. Yes, we've done that. Uh, but we haven't talked about TV programmes. We must talk about TV What's programs. the best TV Sherlock! Program? We talked about Sherlock at great length. Uh, in fact, we talked about all that. That's it. We, yes. We're done good. Uh, he must be loving this episode. He must be enjoying it like an Australian couple. Yes. On neighbours. <laughs> we did it. We did uh, it. I've run out, run out of good questions now. Let's have a bad question. Bob Page of Gaming says that he j- did indeed try his banana crunch trifle combination, and it was lovely. I told you, you see, we I won know. then. Absolutely. And we gave advice, and it worked better we than anybody else. We have never else's. been wrong. No, that's Fact. true, actually. Fact. So it's much appreciated, and he's left trifle and caps to annoy Nick. Good. So that's good. I-, I met somebody in America who had never heard of trifle. Aww. I had to describe what it was, and they said it sounded very interesting. Did they rush home to make it? I doubt it. Being a bloody vegetarian, you probably had to get some seaweed jelly Ugh, or something. Why were you associating with vegetarians? There are a distressing number of people with eating disorders in the world. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can make jelly, but it, it's out of it's made out of seaweed, and it it's it's mm. kind of not bouncy enough. It's you should have offered to pray for him. Sludgy. That's pray the correct response to uh, meeting a vegetarian. I think. I will pray for you. You should pray for them. Yeah. If you meet a vegan, just to shoot them in the head and to put them out of their misery. <laughs> That's right. I mean, that really is... I mean, I'm fairly... They will just, with their last dying whimper, just go, thank you. Yeah, if they can. Yes, if they can. I mean, I, 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 you know, I flippantly said that vegetarian was an eating disorder, but unflippantly, I do think that veganism is an eating disorder. I don't. I think veganism is vegetarianism done properly. If you're a vegetarian, no. you continue to consume dairy products. No, but no. hypocrites. No, because some vegetarians mistakenly think that it's a healthier thing to do. Okay. They don't care about the little animals. Well, the problem fine. with vegans is that they are sent, they're just sentimental um, beyond the cause. Because 
and there's a wonderful book called The Vegetarian Myth, and it says, well, if you're a vegan, how do you think that your food is fertilized? Where do you think that the soy is coming from? And what they do is they'll put, they put bone meal on the ground. So it's okay, if we don't use bone meal, what are we going to use? Or blood meal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, we can use artificial fertilizer, which is made out of fossil fuel oils. And when they run out, what are you going to use? Everything is predicated on the death of something else, in other words. Right. And to think that you can buy your way out of this is naive and extremist. So. But is it not uh, a more ethical choice to avoid all unethical farming, which is basically yes, in this country yes. to avoid all meat and... No, I, no if, if, if you were to, for example, and this is where we get a large portion of our meat these days, and it costs about five times as much as anything else, you buy less of it, mm-hmm. rather than just eating five times as much. You, you, spending, you, you, you buy less of it, and you also, mm-hmm. frankly, you spend more of your budget on food and less on, on video games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this lady is called, she, she, it's called Wild Beef, and it's at Borough Market and other places. And effectively, her cattle are treated pretty much as wild. They roam right. the fields, um, they eat what they want, the clover and whatever. They're not ever given any, any um, artificial uh, boosters or anything, and they don't need antibiotics because effectively they're not in close accommodation okay. with one another and so on. And then when they need to be, when they are slaughtered, it's done pretty much, they've got like a, a, a portable, a local guy who comes in who does it pretty much then and there. They're not transported anywhere. Okay. Um, they're taken out individually so that they, others don't see what's going on. And they have a pretty idyllic life. Now, and also, because they don't use fertilizer and so on, it's effectively a closest and they're eating things that humans can't eat, grass and mm-hmm. clover and so on. And then their uh, manure refertilizes the earth. Right. There's no uh, artificial uh, fertilizers, no artificial feed, nothing. Mm-hmm. That's sustainable, and I think that's the way to do it if you if you worry about ethics and worrying about ethics. Rather than go, rather than buying lots of soy tofu, and if you want to look at what's destroying the rainforests and things like that, and destroying so many native habitats, it's ma- it's it's the cash crop, it's the soy and the corn and all that right. kind of stuff, which is riding riding rampage and causing monocultures and depleting the soil in terrible ways. You know, soil depletion is a topic that isn't discussed because that's boring but actually that's as big a problem or a bigger problem than global warming um and what renews the soil what replenishes the soil well we can either put the last bits of um of of fossil fuel based fertilizers on them or we can get animals to crap on it right those are our two options Mm -hmm. nothing else helps to produce soil and if you're going to get animals to crap on them then eventually you have to eat those animals and so the best idea is to eat them in a way that's sustainable and is the least cruel. So I think a kind of slightly paleolithic organic diet where you eat less meat and pay more for it is probably the way to do it. That's my idea. Um, but veganism isn't vegan. And it is it's by her name's Keir Leith. She was a vegan. Right. And, and but the problem was she, became, she was becoming increasingly unwell. And she was denying it to herself that she was becoming unwell. You know, mm-hmm. It's not that I, it's just that I'm detoxing, I'm doing this. And eventually she couldn't deny it anymore. She had so many problems with this. And then she really had a problem wrestling with the ethics of it. because She said, I hate the idea of eating an animal, I hate the idea of death. But then she went into it and said, well, actually, um, every bit of food that you eat is predicated on something or someone okay. else's death. And came to terms with them that way, but then says, I'm still violently opposed to factory farming mm-hmm. and the way that uh, civilization currently produces its, um, its food. But that food, the problem, that's any industrial farming. If you think that rows and rows of corn, which kill all the natural habitats, um, is any less cruel to those animals who did or, or no longer do exist, you're, you're mistaken. So, so what do you do if you're poor? If you are, well, how poor? 
genuinely put like you can't you you to to afford you are struck like the, there are people I see comments on RPS and stuff which always take me aback because I'm so I'm so there's no 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 nobody is poor in the United Kingdom. Well, that's nonsense. There are, nobody, there are people no, stuck. There are children. No. There no, are malnourished no, no, children. Yeah, there are malnourished yes. children. Nobody is because poor in the United Kingdom. I don't, I, I don't like this argument because there are people who don't have enough money to feed their no, children. No, that's incorrect. That's what? not true. That's not true. There, everybody in this country has enough money to feed their children. I'm not sure if this is true. I'm, I'm, I'm at least I think you're true. in denial of, no, of the severity. Every single person in this country will get relatively nourishing food if they know how to do it. There are people who are caught in specific traps, which means they don't realise how to feed their okay. children or where to get the food from, or have spent incorrectly, or don't know how to spend the little money they have. Okay. So but let's talk about those people. And those people, those people will, have, will not be able to do this sort of thing at the moment, and then one, get, one sadly can get a bit Malthusian and say, can we actually support seven plus billion people on the planet? Right. To any degree. Because, you know, when we run out of oil, which mm-hmm. is going to happen then we cannot produce the cash crops we're producing anyway. So what happens then? It's going to be interesting. Lots of people will die of starvation, that's what will happen. Right. Until we're down at a level where a planet that doesn't have a lot of free fossil fuels can support. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's the only thing that can happen. Or we'll have some final massive war and everybody dies, one of those resources. Right. One, of, one of those two things will happen. Not may happen, one of those two things will happen. Unless there's the outlier that something incredible happens, like we get um, nanotechnology mixed with uh, cheap fusion, which allows us effectively to produce fertilizer out of sand with massive energy that right. we pump into it. That kind of mm-hmm. you know, either science fiction happens, yes. or lots of people will die until the con- the, the planet has in a, has only those people it can support on it, and we'll see what happens. Well, I think that's a cheery place to end the episode. Yeah. Lots of people will be dead within the next thirty years. Thirty, you you always overpredict this, and you have been saying thirty for ten years. So, from what I've seen at the moment, I don't. Well, the the world has been using more oil. Mm. I'm just saying. You can hold on. No, no, no. no, But something has has something has changed. (sighs) Yeah. The world has been using more oil year on year and continues to do so. Even in the dips, we're still using more than we used the year before, and so right. However, the world produced the most amount of oil in 2005 and has not been able to produce more okay. oil since then. I'll say no more than that. Well, they're bound to find another reserve and it will be fine. There might be. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, the, moon, maybe the moon will be full of oil. The moon... Wouldn't that be amazing if the moon would just... big be... ball of dusty oil. That <laughs> would be amazing. Yes. We just put, put, a big, put a big hose pipe. And I'll tell you what, it would prove that Gingrich is right. We should be building a moon base. I think people are very wrong to make fun of him by this. It's an interesting one. Um, I, that think it, I think it's, the, it's just the sort of thing that one wants to hear. I, say, and I, people make fun of him. No, at least somebody's having imagination, even if it's a cynical one. No, but that's the point, isn't it? It's so cynical that mm. it's, it's, it's different. It's not that he's saying it from that motivation of we should be striving mm. in this beautiful and imaginative way. He's saying it when he visited... Uh, uh, he went, to, he went to Florida and yeah. said we should spend more money on space. Which mm. is just lazy and stupid. He's never going to do it. And, he and he's not going to win. Apparently he's going to lose Florida quite handsomely. Really? You know, and, and the Mormon will win. It'll be interesting to see how far the Mormon, whether the Mormonism will do him down. Because Christians have suddenly noticed he's a Mormon. And they're not happy about it. Well, no, because it's not 
because Americans like, like Christians, Christians Americans yeah. like Christians to be their president and yes. he's never going to pretend to be a Christian in order to become president as Alan Bush no, no exactly and he, he doesn't give very much money to charity because he's a nasty selfish unpleasant devious man however the charity that he does give money to is Mormon charity right. and people will notice that I yes. think did you notice the did you read the story the amazing story that he um, in the 90s they had his deceased atheist father-in-law converted to Mormonism Oh yes, he was, um, oh, no, he was know, an ardent atheist and, oh, no. and spoke frequently against oh, no, Harry uh, 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 Worse than that, yes. Um, the Mormons go around. Um, oh yes, they do. The Holocaust victims. Retro- they, they have stopped. They have stopped ret- doing Holocaust. They, they victims. stopped retrospectively yes. converting Holocaust victims. They have. They have stopped doing that. But they will. They will still do a Jew if they can prove that they had Mormon ancestry. Right. Uh, that's the rule and so anyone's converted to Judaism or they're pretty much all they've got left now but yes they, they were doing that and they, they kind they're of also, they were also naughty. saying that blacks are not they were also blacks aren't good and enough and ladies should be fairly much imprisoned and that's right and men and poly, yeah. polygamy and so forth so. they were doing all sorts of fun well, apparently polygamy is still going, and, and there's a TV program in America I've yet to see, which I'm very interested to watch, called um, Sister Wives, mm. which is about you know polygamous wives mm. living together. Their argument was that that makes for a less at- atomistic society. I'll say if that's a fine argument to make, but I notice you only allow there to be lots of ladies, not lots yes, of that's right. <laughs> yes, you know, that would only work that way around. <laughs> it's funnier that. Isn't oh, John, what are we going to do to save marriage? The sanctity of marriage. The sanctity of marriage. Did what's his name? They, I was a pity because usually he's okay. Um, oh, you're the bishop. Yes, he's usually all right, but then he I came up with that he's nonsense. Suspicious. He came up with that nonsense. Oh, it was such. It was. It made me so angry though because it wasn't even. It was. Well, there was, it was badly said as it well. Was what so was it? stupid. What did he say? I've forgotten the exact words. I don't. I, I don't want oh, to misquote him. It was something like. It wasn't much more intellectual than God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. But it was a little, <laughs> was a little bit more than that. But it was, was on that same sort that of level. Level. Yeah. He was just saying that. That he get going around in circles and saying how we have civil partnerships and we're in favour of civil partnerships, but they're not marriage because marriage is this thing and the church would have to all and and then he starts saying oh but it wouldn't be up to me anyway it's up to the general synod and it's not mm. bishop's decision which is like well hang on why are you saying any of this in the first place then and then then trying to, this but what frustrates me is when anyone's argument is defending the sanctity of marriage mm. when you look at what marriage what heterosexual marriage is now well yes what sanctity is being defended well, when that's, you can, especially when newt gingrich you can marry a stranger in the three in the morning also, in vegas also like, the, way, the way newt gingrich goes on about the sanctity yeah, of marriage. That's right, on his third wife. And then, and then you know, he, he got rid of the one who was having tonal cancer at her right. bedside kind of thing to get another floozy and that kind of thing. So yes, it, it's, it's interesting. But this, this I, I, like, I know you hate XKCD, but there was a... I don't hate XKCD. There was a strip... The last year or so, it got a lot weaker. There was a strip recently where um, there was, I think, Genesis, the second generation or something, and Adam comes in to see... And, and Adam looks and is shocked and says, um, God created Adam and Eve, not Abel and Eve. I don't get it. How do you think that all people were created? Oh, I see. Right, okay. I understand now. Mm. Um, the, yes. The, it's, it's, it's similar to the argument of um, this when people say that homosexuality is so promiscuous. And you say, look at clubs like G.A.Y. and it's just a promiscuity. And, and it's like, it's such a weird argument here because you go, mm. yes. 
Yes, those places we, really are. Yeah, now yeah. let's go and look at every other club no, in England. No, but also you're saying, Britain, so you're saying, you're saying the problem with these gays is that they're so promiscuous and they just won't commit to anything. So we're going to make sure that yeah, they right. can't commit that's to right. anything. Can't commit to anything. And then and this this denial of heterosexual promiscuity that this like every club in Britain look, isn't I'm, just rammed. I'm, with I'm this. quite prepared and happy to admit that uh, suggest that that. In a sense, gays would be more promiscuous because there's more opportunity. Um, it, well, it's, it's yes, easier it may, to, may, may, you, you can see men. Men yeah. tend to have a slightly more and also and also they are, uh, uh, and they also yes and they don't have to worry about becoming pregnant, for example. Exactly, or, yeah. uh, you know, there are many various reasons and, why. And, and I can understand why that generally is the case, and there are different, you know, women's uh, sex drive changes depending on mm-hmm. more cyclic, whereas men just, when they wake up, that's Is there a right. hole, I'll yeah. put it in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly, yes, exactly, as the cliche goes. And not an I'm prepared to be essentialist about that and say there probably is some truth about it. I'm not going to go all, I'm not going to go the full way like Stephen Fry went, but, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. there is, the, it, where Stephen Fry effectively was saying women don't like sex, which is... Which is a very which is, Strange thing there's, to say. There's his own peculiar issues coming mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. But um, if you are arguing, first of all, you're just arguing a matter of degrees there, which is not exactly a moral argument. Mm-hmm. And secondly, um, you're saying, I wish to encourage something in homosexuality of which there is a dearth. So surely you would then say, I want to encourage yes. them to commit properly and not <laughs> be right. all these nasty flippity gibbets. But what I'm effectively saying is, because they're nasty flippity gibbets, those who don't wish to be nasty flippity gibbets, I'm suggesting aren't allowed not to be because I don't believe they can not be. I mean, it's very confusing. It's, 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 well, it's because it's, it's... Well, we all know it's just gays. It's fear. Yeah. Exactly. Gays. Uh, that's the whole argument. That's the whole <laughs> exactly. argument. There's no more to the argument than that, is <laughs> yes, there? Yes, that's right. That's the full argument. I love it when people mm-hmm. try to turn that into a logically based ethical right, yes. um, statement. <laughs> Say, no, stop trying. Just go gays. Uh, you see, people were honest about that. I prefer it. So, I, I can't stand gays. They make me sick. That, that would make that I feel much more comfortable with somebody who says that to um, well if we look at it then the whole of society will collapse no just say that you don't like in the same way you don't like marzipan at least we can then discuss how nobody's forcing marzipan down your throat exactly. in the same way that or we can even ask people to go take an even step towards more, and, and a further mm. step toward reason and say um, I don't against. want it to happen to me mm. and when other people do it it makes me think about that and that makes me go or, or, or as sometimes has been suggested um I feel terrible because sometimes I did think I wanted to happen to me, and that made me feel very bad because mm-hmm. I don't like that. And well, that's mostly other people. That's that's mostly because of things other people have said to them. Well, exactly. So it's, yeah, that's it's usually mm-hmm. one of those two things, and um, it's a very confused argument. It's playing. It's still playing in America to a degree. People are still talking about are they going to ban it, but at the moment, I was pleased to see how his the how the Mormons. Um, obscene amount of money yep. and obscenely small amount of taxation mm-hmm. was, was biting him. Yes. And what was nice about that was Gingrich opportunistically, mm-hmm. as he is because he's, he's just amoral, mm-hmm. was using that to attack um, to, to attack the Mormon. Yeah. And so he was saying things like, well, you know, um, obviously if all your money's in the Cayman Islands, then you won't be understanding these sorts of things. And, that, you know, and it was weird to have another right winger Kick him when he was That's down, right, even yes. you know, like like Gingrich himself is a poor, That's right. struggles to get socialist. Money. Yeah, I so. like Bill Gates saying that he should be paying more in tax. Well, Buffett said the same thing. Mm. Warren Buffett uh, said said some of the things, and even though uh, at the moment the, the and while, you know what they cry in return when people anybody says oh you're, it's it's class warfare it's class right. warfare. My argument would be damn well it should be class warfare and uh, you know people should be at the gates pulling them down, but. 
even so, um, that's not working at the moment as a right. as a catchphrase. People don't seem to be interested in that. I mean, mm-hmm. some tea partiers, bless them, still are <laughs> saying, yes, it's class warfare, there's nothing wrong with corporations, it's just government and so on. Uh, somebody else made a funny point about um, uh, about Romney in that he says that corporations are people, basically. Yeah, because, oh, yes. You know what, they are, they are legally people, but he's trying to extend that, you yes. know, they should have freedom of expression, all that kind of stuff. He said, well, if corporations are people, then you're basically a psychopathic serial killer. Because, yes. of course, his organisation... Organi- have you watched the documentary, The Corporation? Yeah. Well, well, the whole his, thing is about arguing that corporations are psychopaths. Well, his organisation in particular was an asset stripper that would then fire okay. everybody and close down the company. So he, right. he was a serial, serial killer. Lovely. <laughs> We really need to stop. 55 minutes, Nick. Well, we have talked about what that person was. That's right, it's true. I'm stopping it now. Bye-bye, loves. Bye. Oh, that's nice. Bye. Bye.